Welcome, family, to another installment of Brother DSP Speaks. It is I, your host, your friendly neighborhood, media personality, Brother DSP. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in once again. I truly, truly appreciate y'all coming through, man. Um, y'all come in week in, week out, and now that there's a new program, I just noticed that a lot of people tuned in. I, I didn't really think I promoted uh, Brother DSP Speaks that that tough and just to see the people tune in that means y'all were checking for it from the other shows and i wanted to thank y'all for listening please try and spread the word this is a great program i feel that um i show who i am on this program y'all get to know me better so when y'all hear me speak on the other platform or on the other program um you'll know exactly where i'm coming from because you get me raw and uncut um, unfiltered on this program. Like I said, uh, Brother DSP Speaks is more an opinionated, more of an opinionated show, more of my opinion, more of my uh, subjective thought. Uh, it's something I wanted to do for a while. I just wanted to do this probably for like a few installments. Um, this is going to be a seasonal program for sure. It's not going to be like the other weekly episodic show episode just dropped on sunday uh that is uh what was the name of that one yeah it's called your friendly neighborhood it's basically the first episode i've 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 titled myself that your friendly neighborhood media personality i i like that one a lot um i just want people to know that's what i'm on that's the time i'm that's the type of time i'm on i that's 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 how i'm giving it up i'm a media personality i'm not a rapper i'm not i'm not an a and r I'm not a security guard, none of that crazy shit. I'm just a media personality, you know what I mean? And I have a platform that I'm building and I think I'm doing a damn good job at it. So um, shout out to myself, Brother DSP, your friendly neighborhood media personality. And I just wanted to thank y'all for listening to everything that I'm putting out, pretty much. I wouldn't be continuing to do so if I didn't notice that people were listening. So thank you once again. Um, Big shout out to our sponsors, shout out to um last life gaming network make sure to follow them on social media they're on instagram instagram and twitter that's last underscore life gaming uh, make sure to follow their uh youtube channel they got a new new um, episode up new show up called jump scares um it's my brother playing um it's my brother playing resident evil 7 i believe it's pretty ill um i just watched that video myself 
great videos. So big shout out to Bravo and Last Life Gaming Network, who are our sponsors. Make sure you uh, subscribe to their YouTube channel and turn on the post notifications so you know when those uh, new shows are popping and new episodes are going up. Um, and also shout out to Culture Wings, man. Uh, they're at FTC underscore wings. That's W-I-N-G-Z. Um, they probably got the best wings in Rockland County. Um, that's no cap. I'm not fronting because I know the owners of the of the business. It's really good wings. Uh, you should check it. Check out the episode. I believe the first episode that they were on was episode seven with Coin, and um, we had them cater this, the the uh, session. It was amazing. Everyone enjoyed the wings. The wings were great. So big shout out to uh, Robert and Alicia doing their things over at uh, Culture Wings. Make sure to follow them. Take they take orders on Sundays. I believe they're going to add another day or two. So stay tuned. Uh, make sure you follow me on Instagram. That's at T-H-A-B-L-A-S-T-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. I will keep you updated on everything Culture Wings and Last Life Gaming Network for sure. Um, you know what? Let's get into the sponsor. And then we're about to get into this first installment, man. <laughs> it's about interracial dating, interracial, interracial relationships, interracial marriage, period. Just interracial uh relationships and um i hope you enjoy this um and it's probably going to be something you're not expecting so we'll take here's a word from our sponsor and we'll be right back the last life gaming network is an over-the-top platform catering to the gamer with numerous options upon launch, the LLGN will provide you with countless choices to start your experience. Shows such as collections, IRL, party games, playthroughs, and GUI, gaming under the influence, as well as highlights of Twitch and Mixer live streams, the network will have you itching for more. LLGN Sports will provide sports coverage as well as sports-related topics. With an interactive live stream schedule, the network will provide you with many reasons to be a part of our Last Life community. Make sure to subscribe to the Last Life Gaming Network on YouTube when it drops in the fall of 2019. Are you ready to be a Last Lifer? Okay, family, let's get right into it. Uh, of course, welcome again to uh, Brother DSP Speaks. Number two, where we'll be discussing um, interracial relationships, interracial dating, um, and, and it's dangerous. Um, I know a lot of y'all probably thought I was going to come on here and, and be on some, oh, stick to your own race and race purity and, and policing what people are doing with their reproductive um organs and whatnot no that's not that's not the type of time i'm on um i'd be an out and out hypocrite if i had an issue with um interracial dating because one of my i'm gonna say my heart my life and soul my the reason why i keep going um rocky she's an interracial baby uh she's quote unquote half white quote unquote half black uh she's half portuguese half haitian um half european half caribbean um, so she she herself is um, an interracial baby. I hate using the word mixed because I don't use the word mixed because it makes it sound like they're mixed with some other creature or another species or something like that. No, she's human. So she's not mixed with anything. She's human mixed with human for those who can't understand where I'm coming from. Um, 
So like for me to try and sit here and shit on interracial dating, it's not here. It's not. I'm not here to shit on it. You know what I mean? I'm not here to uh, chastise, scrutinize, or or judge anybody that has uh, or that is in an interracial relationship because I've done it myself. I've dated outside of my race, so it's it's nothing that I'm here to shit on. But I do have to speak on the dangers. Um, first off, there's the dangers of you being <clears throat> in an interracial relationship and then you're going to run into the ignoramuses of all walks of life because it's not just um, white folks who feel that race purity is something that they need to promote. There's other, there's other walks of life who feel the same way. I've, I've seen, I've heard Hispanic people speak on it. I've heard black people speak on it. I've heard Asian people speak on it. And when I say speak on it, I'm speak, I'm, I'm talking about race purity. Um, a lot of y'all may not even know where that whole ideology came from. Um, the ideology came from a lot of radical, um, collectives. Um, for example, the Ku Klux Klan, the White League, the, the Red Shirts, and of course, um, when you're dealing with hate, hate is very infectious. And what happens is the same ideologies start getting picked up by other groups. For example, um, the Pan-African ideology that I subscribe to. Um, there's many people within the uh, Pan-African um, Pan paradigm that feel that we should only date people that look like us. Although I agree with that, I don't. I don't disagree with it at all. I do believe that um, in order for us to promote the black, the black family, we need to create the, continue to create the black family. Um, what I don't like is um, how some people within the, um, within the paradigm like to go out of their way and attack people that, one, probably don't even subscribe to our, um, subscribe to our, our, our way of thinking and um, try to <clears throat> belittle them. Because my thing is with that is that what's the difference between what th you're doing right now and what happened in the past to um, black people that look like me and you? We were just sitting there minding our business and all, all of a sudden out of nowhere, we had to deal with the red shirts, white league, Ku Klux Klan, all, all these people that wanted to um, harm us because of the color of our skin. So what makes what's the difference between you doing what you're doing now, looking for interracial couples so you can uh, embarrass them or have a video to go viral because you're sitting there chastising them because of what they do. <clears throat> I mean, don't get me wrong. I understand the psychology behind some interracial relationships. I know that some of them are fetish based. I know that there are women out there, men and women, I should say. I'm not just going to point out the women. There are men and women out there that really just go out there to see what of different races they can get in get in between you know what i mean so i'm like all right that's you that's your thing but um what happens is a lot of these fetishes actually become a relationship just a relationship based on lust and that's a whole nother conversation i might have on this platform i'm not sure what's the difference between lust and love because i believe a lot of people don't know the difference and this is why um, some of those interracial relationships that began with lust become very, quote unquote, uh, relationship like they start thinking they're in love with each other and everything like that. Meanwhile, all it is is just they're having great sex for the time being. And this is why sometimes you see some of not all the time. I need you to hear what I'm saying, that sometimes when it's breakup time, it's a really nasty 
breakup that takes place between the two people involved that are involved in this interracial relationship. This is, a, this is again, is one of the dangers. What happens is true colors begin to show. You get called out your name. Uh, you, this, this actually has happened to me before. I was called out my name. Um, I was called a nigga. For, for those of you who don't know, yes, a white girl called me a nigga. And, um, I mean, years later, she wanted to apologize for it. But to me, I was like, you did what you had to do when you said it. You knew what you were doing when you said it. So you can keep your apology. If anything, you're apologizing to make yourself feel better, not me. Because I could care less. I seen what you were from the jump. You know what I mean? So if you feel that I am kind of distancing myself from you, that's exactly what I'm doing. Because I don't get down with people that think like that. Um, what else is there? Um, oh, let me use myself as an example. I would say at one point I was driven by a fetish. That's why I didn't care what woman, um, the race of the woman, because I was trying to get in all races, um, all, all religions, all cultures. Like I wanted Asian, I wanted European, I wanted African, I wanted Caribbean. I mean, it wasn't like just one particular collective for me. I wanted it all. But that's just the type of person I am. I'm the type of person that I'm not going to limit myself. Um, but the reason why I wanted to discuss this was because, you know, there's also the danger of the child. You know, there's two aspects of that. The child may suffer from an identity crisis. That's one. Uh, the child may engage racism a little too early. You know, um... The child may that you know what that's probably the most biggest danger for me. The child engage in racism at a very early age because they won't understand it. They won't understand that there's actual people out there that have a problem with the color of your skin. As frivolous as this may sound, as 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 childish as that may sound, there are people that actually walk on this planet every day that have a problem with other people because of the color of their skin. Trust me, I know. I see. I run into them all the time. They don't really say anything to me because they know not to bring the smoke this way because at the end of the day, they don't know how I'm going to react. So, but I can see it in their mannerisms, uh, their faces. Like a lot of people don't know, 85% of communication is nonverbal. Your body language says a lot more than your mouth does. So it's, it's, it's really, really deep. So like, like I was saying though, like the child may run into racism at a very young age. For example, um, there's, there's this one woman in my sister-in-law's family. Uh, I don't think I've ever had said hello to her. I've ever embraced her because as soon as me and my brother came around, when we were like, just meeting the family, her face was tighter than a fucking virgin's twat. Sorry for lack of better words, but you know what I'm talking about. I mean, her face was tight. And thank goodness for my sister-in-law, she knew what type of person that that lady was, and she never introduced us. She was like, no, nah, I'm not going to introduce you to her because she's a piece of shit. And I was like, you know what? I respect you for that. You know, like you didn't, you could have been on some funny shit and had to shake her hand, give, give her a kiss and all that, knowing damn well she was dying inside if we touched her. But you didn't. You were, you were smart enough to say, hey, I'm not even going to introduce you to this bitch because she's a piece of shit and I love y'all. And I was like, all right, you know what? You, you got, I got your back from the gate because of that. I don't think she even knows that 
that's what made me uh, actually show much so much love to my sister-in-law because of shit like that. Because she's very cognizant of her surroundings. She's very conscious of her surroundings. And the thing is, she doesn't subscribe to what many people um, on her side may subscribe to. I'm not saying that her family is racist, but I'm sure she knows that there are people within her family or that side of her family that are bigoted, just like on my side of the family. I know there's certain bigots in my family that I wouldn't introduce to introduce her to. I wouldn't even put her in that whole situation where I'm like, oh yeah, go ahead and embrace this person. Meanwhile, I know this person don't like Europeans or, or, or Portuguese or whatever. I'm not going to do that. So, so big shout out to my sister-in-law, but yeah, like that same lady has never spoke to my niece, embraced my niece. She'll just stand there and look at, she's looking at her because she knows she's acute times a million. She knows that. But her ideology is so um, ingratiated in her psyche that she can't even go over there and say hello to her, her little grandniece, because she's black or quote unquote half black. She has a little color, so she must be inferior. You see that? That's the type of shit that you're exposing to your child. And that's the type of things I'm talking about when I say the dangers. And it's not just family members. Um, when she goes off into school, she's going to run into some stupid ass people. Believe that. She's going to run into a stupid uh, pre, uh, pre, pre-K person or, or daycare person. That's a bigot. You know, hopefully Francis, my brother Francis, shout out to Bravo, Last Life Gaming Network, and my, um, and my sister-in-law do their due diligence and make sure that they're not putting their child in no bigoted um, institution. You know, that's, that's, that's the only thing I could, I could hope for in that situation um, because I know what my niece might run into, especially in the state of Massachusetts. Um, so I'm going to make sure... I mean, fortunately for her, I, I have a strong sense, strong sense of knowledge of self. I know who I am. I know my people. I know my history. And I can always... When she's ready, of course, I'm not going to do it now because she's not ready. She's still trying to identify who she is. Um, when she's ready, I'm going to make sure she knows about her quote unquote black side. I'm going to make sure she knows about her African side, her Caribbean side. I'm going to make sure that she knows some of the language. She's, she probably doesn't have to learn it fluently because right now she's learning Portuguese. And I believe she's probably going to be more fluent in that because her mom is Portuguese. So mother's the first teacher. You heard me say this all the time. Um, and uh, I'm going to make sure that she knows that, yes, you are African slash Caribbean. And yes, you're also European. Do not deny any of that stuff. We all have history. You have to know your history. Don't be ashamed of your European history. But just just know that that history can make you see why people on that side of your family think the way they do. And know the history of the African and the Caribbean side so you know why people on your father's side think and act the way they do. You know what I'm saying? This is why one of the topics definitely for sure that's coming up is knowledge of self, true knowledge of self, and its importance of knowing uh, your knowledge of self. That's why I definitely have to touch on it because it, it, it quells any inferiority complex that you may have. Any fear that you may have, it goes away. 
but I'm not going to get into that too much. I just did want to get into interracial dating and it's dangerous. Um, and I, as I said, my probably one of my things that I'm probably extremely frightened of when it comes to my niece is outside society running into um, racism at a little too early of an age. Like if she's like 10, 11, 12, maybe even nine years old, eight years old, and she runs into racism, perfect. I'm not saying I want that to happen, but at that age, I feel that I can explain to an eight-year-old, a nine-year-old, why people act a specific way. I can start introducing her to racism. I can start introducing her to, not even probably racism yet, because that's a lot. A lot, because a lot of people that are my age don't even understand racism. So I can't expect an eight or nine year old to fully fathom racism. What I can actually start teaching them is prejudice. Prejudice is something that they see from a very young age, but can't put a word to it. So prejudice will probably be the first way I'll start introducing her to the shit that she's seeing and probably doesn't understand yet. And then as she gets older and as I'm watching her absorb certain things that is happening in her life, I'll start introducing racism. I'll start introducing race to her and what it's all about. You know, so that's why I look forward. This is why I'm always in her life right now. So she knows exactly who I am. Um, when I say I'm going there, I go. Um, I, 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 have to, I have to make sure that I'm there in her life. Because when I feel I have a responsibility, all the information, all the knowledge itself that I've acquired, I feel I have an obligation to pass that on to her. And any, and if I have children, um, if I have kids, I feel obligated, I have to pass that information on to them as well. So as of right now, I don't have any kids, I don't have a significant other, so I feel obligated to get that information to my niece. You know what I mean? I have a whole book collection that if I pass away, God forbid, it's not going to happen anytime soon. Um... <laughs> Uh, I have a whole book collection that if I pass away, I'm giving it to her. You know what I mean? She may not be ready to read a lot of it yet, but when, when it's time for her to read, because right now she's a reader, she loves to read, and I, and I love that I see that in her because I have plenty of books that she can read. Um, she's right now, like I said, she's my heart. And um, I feel that I... I have an obligation to protect her as her uncle, as a family member, and as someone that has the information that I have and knowing that I have to pass this information on to somebody. I can't hold on to this information. It's a, it's a reason why, number one, I did this platform um, and why I made this platform to get that information out to all the listeners. And, you know, me having knowledge itself, knowing that you have this knowledge itself, you better pass this information on. Because you may save somebody's life. So, I mean, back to the topic at hand, which is interracial dating. As I told you before, I'm not here to come on here to chastise anyone that slept with white girls, black girls, uh, Chinese girls, Asian girls, European. Like, I'm not here for that. I just want you to know that once you get into these type of relationships and you are serious about it, like, if you move beyond the fetish and, like, you feel that this person is the one you want to be with for the rest of your life, start factoring in the children. I know a lot of people are like, oh, I don't care what other people think. 
okay, I get that. But not all of you are like that. Not all of you are built like that. There's only, what I've learned when I hear people say, oh, I don't care what people think, a lot of them really do care what people think. Um, I'm probably one of the few people that'll tell you, yo, I don't care what people think. And I'm legit about that. Like, I don't care what people think. As long as I know my hygiene is straight, the clothes on my back is straight, my bills are paid, I'm fed, my dog is good, and all that, I don't care what people think. That's the type of time that I'm on. Um, but a lot of people that say they don't care what people think, they actually do. Um, these are the same people that when they're walking around with uh, someone of the opposite race, they're looking around to see if anybody's watching them. That means you care. Um, those are the same ones that if they're with someone of the opposite race, they're quick to point that out everywhere they go. Photos, videos, social media, um, any, anything. Um, so those are the type of people that I'm talking to. I mean, like, I'm talking to y'all. Please be aware of the dangers of your relationship. Please be the, please be aware of the dangers of your fetish. Because, like I said, you may run into some ignoramuses. Um, you may be actually fronting yourself. That's another danger I have to touch on. You probably don't even like this person like that. You probably just wanted to fuck. Pardon the vulgarity, but it is what it is. You probably just wanted to fuck this black girl, this white girl, this Asian girl, this, uh, this... This indigenous girl, um, you probably just wanted to fuck this black man, white man, European man, uh, uh, Asian man, uh, indigenous man. You probably just wanted it because you had a fantasy, you had a fetish, and you felt that, oh, if I try this, this may be as good as I think it's going to be. You know? I can say, I can understand where, where they're coming from because I told you at one point, I was trying to fulfill my fetish. I wasn't looking for love. That's the difference. That's the difference between me and most. I wasn't looking for love. I was trying to stick my dick in whatever uh, walk of life you were, whether you were indigenous woman, whether you were Mexican, whether you were Dominican, whether you were Puerto Rican, whether you were Japanese, whether you were Chinese, Burmese. I didn't care. From Thailand, I didn't care. Arabic, um, from the Lebanon, from... from uh, Jordan, I didn't care if you were fine. I was trying to get my dick in you. I didn't care about your race, your religion. I didn't care about that. And and I can actually and I can honestly admit that was a fetish thing. You know what I mean? It was a fetish. It was a fetish I was trying to fulfill. Just like dudes have this fetish of, yo, I need to get this threesome popping. It's the same thing. I was trying to get my dick in all walks of life, all women of walks of life. Like, come on. Right now, per se, me personally, what, what, what I look for, hmm. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and be like, I pursue uh, white women. I don't pursue white women. Not anymore. I guess I got over that fetish. Um, I don't pursue Asian women. But I think that had to do with my luck during my fetish run. Um, I never really was, was successful with that. Um, like, 
Caribbean women, I had I had a lot of luck with. So I mean, but with the Caribbean, it's funny because it's a it's a very huge. It's a melting pot because you have the indigenous, you have the Africans, and then you have the Europeans that were there. So it's a mixed bag of people in that. So it's like it's different. Like I can say Caribbean, but I can be talking about the Caribbean uh, Asians that are there. I could be talking about the Caribbean Europeans there, and then I could be talking about the Caribbean Africans that are there, and then the indigenous that are there. So it's different. So when I say Caribbean, I was like, yeah, I'm going to put that whole lexicon there, but I'm going to say I lean towards those that look more like me. That's what I'll say. Um, that's the Caribbean. Uh, that's right now, I, I guess that's what I'm pursuing mostly, Caribbean women. Um... It's nothing like, it's not no hate towards other races or cultures. It's just I noticed that I connect well with women from there, from the Caribbean. It just is what it is. Every time I courted or I've um, got into somewhat of a relationship with a woman from the Caribbean, it always... It was always fun, I can say that. Um, and don't get it twisted. I still love my black American women. Don't get it twisted. Y'all are the best. Black women all over the world, period. Y'all are the best. So trust and believe that I am definitely still pursuing y'all. It's just that um, I noticed that women from the Caribbean, me and women from the Caribbean, it's just, it's just, it's just some sort of magic that takes place there. You know what I mean? So... That's 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 what I go after. That's what Brother DSP goes after. So, I mean, I don't know if you can call that interracial. Um, I don't know, because there are different races in the Caribbean. I'm not going to sit here and deny that there isn't. But the culture is so... So blended. Uh, so, so, so merged that it's kind of hard. To realize that, oh yeah, that's right. You're actually you're actually you're an actual white Haitian, or you're a white Jamaican, or you're you're an Asian Haitian, you're an Asian Jamaican. You know what I'm saying? It's just weird. So it's I don't know. It's just a strange place when we're talking about the Caribbean because of so much because of the history. If you know the history of the Caribbean, then you'll know what I, exactly what I'm talking about. So I mean, I just wanted to get into the interracial thing real quick. Um, you know, I, I'm not going to sit here and talk y'all to death about this. I think I'm about 20 minutes in. So um, we're about to get into the ad and then we're going to we're going to come back with the closeout. Culture Wings. If you're looking for flavorful wings in the Rockland County, New York area, we've got the place for you. Give them a follow on Instagram at FTC Wings. Again, that's at FTC underscore W-I-N-G-Z. Place your order in the DMs or give them a call at 845-200-1600. Free delivery to those who are in the Havistraw and West Havistraw area. Please be sure to vote weekly on their Instagram page for the sauce of the week. Thai chili, honey barbecue, Cajun, 
lemon pepper, and garlic parm are the weekly wing flavors. Eight piece for $7, eight piece combo for $10. 16 piece for $14, 16 piece combo for $17. 24 piece for $21, 24 piece combo for $24. An order of fries is $3, loaded fries for $5. Mozzarella sticks are also an option. Eight for $5, 16 for $10. Beverages are all $1, which includes Coke, Sprite, and water. They have catering options as well. Please be sure to use the Blast Podcast promo code to get a free order of fries. Orders are taken only on Sundays from 12 p.m. to 5.30 p.m. These wings sell out fast, so don't miss out on the opportunity to taste the best wings in Rockland County, New York. Remember the name, Culture Wings. I hope you guys truly enjoyed that episode, man. That installment of uh, Brother DSP Speaks. Uh, man, I hope I was able to clear some things. Hopefully I was able to um, hope you, help, help you see what, what I see, where I came from with that one. Um, as I said, I wasn't trying to police nobody's relationship or their reproductive organs or anything like that. But I just wanted to touch on some things that I feel are taboo when it comes to that conversation that shouldn't be taboo. Um, you know, like I said, the identity crisis, the, the child engaging racism at a very young age and probably wouldn't know how to handle it. It's, 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 it's deep stuff. So I'm kind of glad I had the conversation and I, I hope I did it in a way where it was uh, consumable and tasteful. You know what I mean? I mean, if feelings were hurt, that's going to happen uh, 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 in in the midst of conversation, but um, I'm not worried about that. <laughs> so I just wanted to get the um, get the conversation going, and hopefully it continues amongst y'all. You know, what I mean, I got my point across, and like I said, um, if anybody wants to have a conversation about it, we could always have a convo about it. There's nothing. Um, of course, thank you for listening to Brother DSP speaks number two, uh, interracial relationship, marriage, and dating, and its dangers, and um, once again, thanks for listening, and uh, please tune into the other installment that is live right now, because I dropped two, because like I said, I had to make up and compensate my listeners um, for the episode I couldn't drop due to my illness, so please be sure to listen to that one as well, that's, that's a goodie, it's called um, Companionship versus Obedience, what do you want? <laughs> Holla at me, it's Brother DSP, your friendly neighborhood media personality. Um, like I said, check out that other episode and thank you for listening to this one. Peace.